Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with the good news. Hello, friends. It is Angie Austin with the good news. Got my God squad, my good news gals, and producer Dave here. We have Michelle, Lupe, Barbara, and Jennifer, and we have some good news stories that we hope will brighten your day. And uh, I also want to talk a little bit about... um, Barbara had uh, come on the show about a month ago. That's when she started coming and joined the Good News Gals team uh, because she'd posted about uh, coming out of the closet with depression. And so I want to get an update on that as well. And so let's start, though, with just a good news story about a police officer. And you guys may have seen this. Uh, I saw the screenshot. It showed girls uh, playing dolls on the ground and a police officer on his stomach lying down on the ground next to them playing dolls. And it reminded me a little bit of the cops that responded to kids sledding in the streets. And then uh, the video showed the cops sledding with them, which I don't agree with sledding down the middle of a street because you'll run into a car. And a kid I went to high school with was being pulled behind a car on like an inner tube and he died. <gasps> and uh, yeah, and so because you don't, you know, if a car comes oh and you're gosh. sledding, you know, I mean, they can't really see you. Horrible so, story. And Anyway, when I saw the cops sledding with the kids down the street, in the middle of the street on the hill, everybody's like, oh, isn't that fun? Isn't that great? And I'm like, that is so dangerous. <laughs> that is so dangerous. Unless they had, like, something at the end of the street blocking it off or something. But anyway, let's share the good news. Uh, Officer plays doll story. N-G. Oh, that's it. Very good. Give me five. He saved my daughter and my niece's lives. And then if you ever need me, all you got to do is ask for me, right? There you go, and that's the perfect number to have, too, isn't it? In the town of South Hill, <gasps> oh, yeah, there's a police officer. You like Mickey Mouse? Guess who mine is? Moana. Who's making a name for himself. What can I say except you're welcome? Like that? Ah! Though it's not through his singing. He just gets a swarm of kids. And we got to pick pumpkins. He got to pick pumpkins. It's through his interaction with children in the community. It's just amazing the bond that he has with the children, especially around here. On Valentine's Day, Aisha Roper Boswell caught Corporal Fleming on camera playing. It was a set of boys that were that were coloring and there was a set of girls that were playing with uh, some dolls and their accessories. After spending a few minutes with each group, Fleming leaves. Aisha uploads a short video online that goes viral, but it's the plane that's paying off. My daughter, my niece, and some of the other children here were afraid of cops. But after this? It's very important to see the connection he has, especially with these group of kids that I see every day. They need someone who they can feel is a superhero, and we locally call him the South Hill Batman. Start. That's my Batmobile. Like the caped crusader. My job is is here to protect and serve. Officer Fleming believes. For me to be a catalyst to young people, regardless of of race, color, creed, religion, uh, I feel like I can be a positive change. Whether that's catching the bad guys 
or doing a cartwheel. Remember, I'm always here, not just for the bad stuff, but for the good stuff, right? What a great community liaison yeah. so that these kids won't be afraid of police officers, yeah, but exactly. he's building bridges in the community. Mm -hmm. It's so important. Heart. It's important that people see that it's see that possibility even yes. because I mean you might not have had a, a friendly um, experience experience yeah. with a police officer. Right. I mean it's sad to say, but it might be true. Um, so that's really important. And I think it's awesome to just treat kids like people. Right. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes they're taught or they're spoken to in, you know, oh, you're just a child. You don't, you know, know any better or anything like that. And they're sometimes often just overlooked completely. So for this officer to actually look at these kids as part of his community and treat with them and interact with them in an adult way, but in a very kind of just kind and friendly way is just so awesome to me. I think it's it's just a neat way to build a rapport and a community. Yeah. And those kids will never forget. Absolutely. So, yeah. So now, as you said, uh, from here on out, they'll look at police officers a little bit differently from what mm -hmm. they see on TV or have been heard or have been told or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, I think absolutely. so many people uh, think, you know, you in order to minister to others, you need to be a pastor. And so many uh, careers, you are planted in the community like he is. And he could be sitting in his car making phone calls or texting or, you know, going for donuts or whatever they do in their free time. <laughs> And, and instead, he's interacting with people. And in yeah. so many careers, you know, if you work at fast food or you're a librarian, you're a teacher, you're a principal, you're a cop, uh, you work in a hospital, yeah. you can really minister to others and you don't have to be a pastor and you can really share the love of Christ or just, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying go love. out and evangelize. I'm saying be kind to others in any job you have right. and you can really be a bright, shining light in the world. And uh, I think that him taking advantage of his position in a positive manner and using his his free moments when he's not on a call to spend with kids and interact with others and say, I'm here for the good and the bad times if you need me, right. is huge. And how not, easy is that to do, to oh, be kind? So, so much easy. easier. I know. So, and easy. so fulfilling. And so uh, it puts your, your uh, it just, it's good for the soul. Yeah. Not long ago, I was at an event, a, a fundraising event, and it was a friend of mine from grade school, and her sons are um, in, gosh, the regional hockey player. But one of the, they had a nonprofit event for um, a fallen, somebody in, with either, you know, firefighter, police, something like that. Well, uh -huh. each one of the kids had picked their favorite whatever, and there was like EMTs and police officers. And so all of these service people came in. At, it was like at 10 o'clock at night was the time of their game. It was crazy. And the, they honored each one of the service people. And it was funny, the chief of police, the Denver chief of police was there. <laughs> And I didn't know who it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, great. Like, all of them were so humble and Aww. so kind. And they had picked a, a gentleman who was a firefighter and fell through a building and has traumatic brain injury and had a stroke and aneurysm. Oh, and and they raised over $6,000 that night wow. alone just from these kids, wow. just parents and family mm -hmm. members. Wow. And it was amazing. It, you know, it was just like hand, truly the hands and feet of Christ. And the family didn't know that they were there to receive this award. And it was just oh, like, oh, that's so better. Cool. I love Everybody that. was bawling. <laughs> Oprah moment. Yes. Yeah, 
right, right. But it's just little, like, and that wasn't little. I mean, my right. friend, she did the whole, you know, I, I was like, I used to run a nonprofit. Let me help you. So had silent auction. They didn't ha have live auction, but they had silent auction items. So I was helping with that. And it was just good people. Like, we it's keep community. It it's is. community. It's going back to what we talked about yesterday. Yes. Is building community. And that's exactly what that police officer is doing. And I think, happens to be he's a police officer. Yeah. I mean, and everybody, regardless of your role, has the opportunity to create impact. Yes. Right. It's just a matter of do you want to step into that and be present in the moment and, and do it? Because it make really the comes effort. down to that. Exactly. Yes. It just comes yeah. down to effort. And I think once you see that, hopefully you get inspired by that. But it takes that one individual saying, I want to create positive change in my community and just do it. That's yep. it. Mm -hmm. Just do it. It's like when you go to that, you hear about those stories and someone leaves that, uh, buys the cup of yes. Joe for the person behind <laughs> you, <laughs> and then it just keeps going and going and going. It's beautiful. Like, yeah, it's just those times where it's just so easy to do a, a random act of kindness. Mm -hmm. Or for him, that's not random. That's a part of his DNA, right. Right. which is beautiful in itself. A part of his daily work. He, and I think we can all think about some colleague that we've had, like when I was in the TV news business in Los Angeles, I had a really tough job um, for many years at the NBC station in Los Angeles. And there's a lot of pressure, and I, I felt like, I remember once describing it to somebody, I felt like a syringe was put in my body and every ounce of my energy was like sucked out oh, every day because yeah. at that time I was responsible for assigning the helicopter and 20 crews, reporters, cameramen all over um, Southern California, all the way from San Diego up to Santa Barbara and um, out east to Riverside and uh, Los Angeles, Orange County for all the breaking news. And it was constantly breaking and changing and moving. Like I launched the chopper the day of the OJ Simpson pursuit. Oh, I got wow. this call from somebody saying, I think he's on the highway and they're in like a white Bronco. And I'm like, what? Because I've been getting calls all day like, OJ's getting ice cream at Orange County. You know, <laughs> and then all these different calls. And so I told my um, boss, I'm like, he's listening to the scanner traffic, the guy, the tipster. And I think it, it's him. Can I launch the chopper? And we did. And, you know, other stations are listening to you to your two-way yes. traffic. Right. You know, they know and, to launch too. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. So anyway, we were all on it. And then we had to share choppers because we were running out of gas as we were following oh the pursuit. And then we'd take like Channel 13's camera and Channel 7's camera, their, their chopper signal. And then they'd take ours. And we had to share because like we couldn't pooling. all, right. yeah, we now. couldn't all do it at the same time. Yeah. So anyway, Anyway, that was a very stressful job and they had angry cameramen or I don't want to mm -hmm. go on that story or they won't Ugh. answer their beep when you're beeping them attitudes, or yeah total attitudes <laughs> and some of them I remember there was one guy I sent him and so I, I so what my point to this story is going to be that the ones that are kind really stand out to you and so I remember one guy Larry and Larry um, was sitting in like a lounge chair across the street from a fire. So when Jolly, one of my favorites, got there, and Jolly wasn't known to be the best cameraman, he was Jolly. Yeah. I mean, that's what we called him, Jolly. <laughs> He'd go, ahoy! You know, ahoy there, matey. You know, and I loved him. He lit the room. He lit the yeah. room up. Yeah. And so Larry would get there, uh, and Larry was sitting in a, uh, and like they bring lawn chairs because mm -hmm. they're at uh, the site for a really long, long time, sometimes time. for uh, these. Uh, stories that they have to cover and he's sitting across the street from the fire and jolly said what are you doing and he said well this is the address they gave me and uh so this is where i'm sitting well apparently you know it's a fire call so i was off it was on the you know across the street yeah so it's burning you can see it but i sent him to the building that wasn't burning oh my across Lord. the street wow. so he just parked his chair right there and didn't shoot a bit of video but jolly is oh shooting like you know then he jumps out and shoots the fire and so the jollies of the world made my life mm. so nice. And uh, I remember the two that made my life miserable, Fabian and Larry. Mm. And they made my life 
really tough on, you know, as wow. an assignment editor. And so um, you remember the colleagues that were the bright, shining lights yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. And just the just that his name makes me smile because he I was so know. good. That's a so good point. Important. Because I, I think, too, oftentimes it's the opposite. We think of those that made our lives Difficult. Yeah. H-E double hockey sticks. Right. Right. <laughs> and there's so many that you know, make, why, and we all have those we, colleagues that light the room up. Or bosses. Yeah. So oh, why gosh. can't we instead actually remember more of those? Well, why aren't those top of mind first? Well, we think about a job experience or career experience or right. something. Statistically though, like you can have 10 great things happen and one bad and the one bad will negate all of those times. my mom so definitely just... remember the bad i'll oh. tell you that much oh, oh re really <laughs> just my kidding mom, yeah, oh, yeah. No, stop. the upbringing oh, yeah. say it ain't so <laughs> i know i told him my son was like oh what when he was memorizing words optimist and pessimist he goes oh i know what that is grandma's a pessimist and mom's an optimist <laughs> yep I, mean, I try i certainly try well, speaking of it. Hey, speaking yeah. of which she's teaching you something well she's, she's teaching yeah. them Oh gosh! I mean, they. I hope that they don't learn that though from yeah, her because it off. does rub off. Um, mm -hmm. But I definitely try to bring light to that. You know, you in our memories, we want to try to focus on more of the positive glasses half full. Yes. Speaking of which, we mentioned yesterday, Barbara, that that when you first came on the show, you know, we've been friends for years, but you'd posted about how you wanted to come out of the closet <laughs> as uh, suffering from depression, and you knew exactly how to write it. You wrote your intro long enough that I had to click on it in order to see what you were coming out of the closet for. And I yes. was like, what is she coming out of the closet for? Yes. And I had to click on it because you just wrote it so that I couldn't see what it was. it was. Coming out in big yeah. letters. Coming yes. out, I'm coming out, she said. <laughs> and then when I clicked on it, she said, I suffer from depression. And you guys all know Barbara mm -hmm. now because she's been coming for uh, doing the show for a month. Don't, can't you tell with her personality that I was shocked that <laughs> yes. that was something because she has such a big personality? Yes. So you went and talked to your doctor and yes. many of your friends reached out. You had probably more responses on that from people who understood or related than any yes. other post you've ever posted yes and you were nervous about your family seeing it like your mom and yes. other people in your family and then you found out it was a hidden family secret that uh, depression runs in the family that no one had mentioned to you yep yep that was the probably the most eye-opening was that it turns out uh, many of our family members uh, my family is in Houston and so yeah many of them uh, or a few of them came out with the fact that they are living with depression as well and um, and it almost feels like it's this sense of freedom all of us are starting to feel and even those that were that came out finger quotes on my on my feed they feel so much better like it, it is a sense of freedom that like community okay, now I can be honest with someone when yeah. I don't want to go someplace I'm yeah. just I need to zone out I yeah because to you told myself I did check up on you with when you said you hurt your leg I'm like are you really hurt or are you depressed <laughs> right you, know, you are, did you are did. you feeling okay oh, yeah because now I know that you sometimes you get out of things by saying you don't do. feel good when you're depressed and right. we've all done it I mean I have at least you right know. yes and no longer do I need to do that and it's not often that I go into these these um, states of, of being where, yeah. But this I'm winter depressed. you did. But uh, but this winter I did. And it does happen that I do it every January. Well, and that's why hmm. it's interesting because I said to you, do you, do you know about seasonal affect affective disorder? Because my brother always suffered from that. He, right. he was killed, so he's 
not here anymore, but I, every, oh. you know, fall Christmas, you know, right in that area, he would right. get depressed when it started getting darker. And right. they think it is linked to sunshine and your brain, et cetera. Melatonin. So I found that I, too, get a little lower. Like January, February are my months where I'm not a big fan. Yeah. But we do have a lot of sun in our neck of the woods, and that's certainly helpful yeah. uh, to us. But I was wondering how things are going now. I know. And there's no, yes. hey, Christians, there's no shame in this game. That's I've right. had friends tell me, well, if you were close to Jesus, you wouldn't feel depressed. No. You <laughs> wouldn't Jesus need, has a doctor's here for a reason. Yeah. Jesus said, we'll send you to the doctor. And right. so, um, yes, faith, of course, is important in battling this. It's an, it's a big part of it. But so medication we talked about, yeah, you were trying that. How is everything? It's also in Lupe knows because Lupe is usually uh, my confidant when I do go down. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I get you. in my I head and I have those those negative thoughts. And for me, uh, as I said before, I feel like it is sort of uh, the devil trying to take over and, you know, uh, bombard my brain with all these negative thoughts, you know, especially when you're trying to do something good. Yes. And then... Sure enough, maybe things aren't going the way you wish they would. Even though you know down the road, if you continue to work hard for it, it's going to happen. It's just there are times where like I still up. get in my head. And I feel should like... Should I give up? Should I give up? But I know it's not a part of my being. But there are times where you do feel that way. And you just have to, you know, uh, talk to a friend. That's really the best advice. And I did find out in that, uh, in the discovery of, of posting that, how many people um, don't often reach out to the person who's the strongest friend. And I've had several strong friends, you know, say to me, I'm so glad that you, can, that you, you know, admit it that you're living with, with this because I am too. And I've had one-on-ones now with people who've said, and I, they've even mentioned to people now that they're in a, a state or they do have um, depression, and still some people don't reach out. They'll just send a text. Well, Hope you're feeling good today. No, I want people to call them, go to their home, um, you know, whatever it may take, because you just never know whether they're strong or not. You just never know. Well, if you're admitted to having it, reach out to that person. Michelle, you said dark. to me, and I totally relate, like my kids are my world, and Michelle's got three kids about the same age as mine, and when they went to her ex's house around Christmas, she said for five days she hardly did anything, like hardly left like you know the room. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I could see, that's like situational in my opinion. Yeah. Like when you know your kids are yeah. away from you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know what I'd do for five days without my right. kids by myself right. at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. I think that, I think that um, I... I do experience the seasonal um, affective disorder. They call yeah, it sad. Yeah, I think it's heightened at that time. Crazy not, it has that, that word it's sad. Not, <laughs> yeah, it's there, but it's especially there at that time. And for me, I noticed my my time was always December. And then I texted my brother oh. like, oh my gosh, something is not right. But then I looked back and I saw the same text to him last December. Oh. And then the same text to his wife Dang. two Decembers ago. And I was like, wow, is something you there. figured it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it? Do you think that tr- is it a trigger, or is it the holidays? Is it you know overall? Or um, I think it's a combination of multiple things. One is um, I, I think that I well in talking to the doctor, it sounds like I've like premenstrual dysphoria disorder huh. or whatever, which is like PMS, but like the worst kind. Oh my oh, gosh, I've never heard of that. Like, That's interesting. I haven't either. Hundred times, <laughs> like so bad where you like you seriously cannot function. Right? Wow. wow. So okay. I had a friend like that. that, and I think like around the 
the wintertime, the the seasonal thing mm -hmm. hops in there. Yeah. yeah. And then for me, like Angie knows because birthday month is October. We've got oh, we've got too. four birthdays. So there's mine me, too. two of my kids, my dad. Oh, and wow. we just celebrate and the I'm whole busy month. the whole month doing yeah. a lot of birthdays. Summer parties yeah. and cakes and all that stuff. And then, you know, there's it's like the November and then my kids start right. basketball and we're busy with Thanksgiving. And so then you December, the holidays. It's the same right. thing. It's like December is like over the top. Yeah. All and then stuff. January and February, yeah. you're by like, the end of, by the end of Christmas, I'm just like, okay, yeah. I'm you spent. <laughs> because <laughs> what you missed in there too is you're oh, you're celebrating all of that, but then you're celebrating Thanksgiving, then you're Christmas. celebrating Halloween, then you've got yeah. like parties, oh, and you have the yeah. social, and it's like. Well, in January uh, and February are cold here yeah. too. So I really do that, not like that. Cold. Is, that is tough. <laughs> How much time are we almost out of time? Cold, snowy. All right, uh, Barbara, tell us um, your website and the events. Yes. It's uh, secondactbizcon.com. So for women and it's over for women. 40. Yes, it's a it's a business and lifestyle event for women over 40. We have an amazing collective of speakers, panelists, moderators, and such, from Andrew Hio to TripAdvisor. I mean, it's just a, the plethora of women. Website? It, website is secondactbizcon.com. Okay, if you want, if you're never too old, if you want to do your second act, your second right. career, uh, check that out. AngieAustinRadio.com if you have questions about any of the guests or the show or you'd like to partner with us and advertise and grow your business. AngieAustinRadio.com. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. All right, I have Melissa. She's an ambassador with ARC. You know I love ARC. I get great deals there, but the money goes back to the community and helps so many people. Melissa, tell me about ARC. ARC is just an amazing foundation who helps people with intellectual disabilities, and it's just amazing. I love working there. I've worked there for almost five years. Well, and I feel like there's a family environment there. Now, when I shop at ARC, we always say shopping with a purpose. So let's say I spend $10 at ARC, but how does it help other people? When you buy stuff at the ARC, it helps people with intellectual disabilities. It helps the community. I like working at the ARC thrift store. It's really fun. So. Well, I think you have such a fantastic personality. I think one of the best things about ARC are the ambassadors like yourself because I think you guys are the heart of the organization and I find so much positivity and encouragement and I want ARC to come to my house with a truck. What do I call? You call 303-238-JANE. Again, the number is 303-238-JANE. The website is arcthrift.org. Again, it's arcthrift.org. You rock, Melissa. Thank you for coming in to talk to me about art. Having fun in the mountains is easy year-round with YMCA of the Rockies. Come fill your spring days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. At YMCA Estes Park Center, we love spring in the Rockies. This year, YMCA spring break activities start on March 8th. The fun never stops at the YMCA of the Rockies spring break. Get out there and enjoy some springtime hiking and activities like wildlife and ecology classes, guided hikes into Rocky Mountain National Park, or even fun and entertaining bug classes for the kids. YMCA Estes Park is the ideal family vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org. Fill your spring break with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Please enjoy this encore presentation of a classic segment of The Good News with Angie Austin. 
Welcome back to the good news. Well, one of my most satisfying relationships in uh, Denver uh, doing the good news has been with the Denver Rescue Mission. And I have to tell you, two organizations I've really bonded with, and yours is one of them, Alexa Gagne. Uh, You guys are just spectacular. I love what you do. And I think so many people in the community don't know how deep you go into the relationships you have, not just with homeless men and that's what oftentimes we think of the denver rescue mission taking in you know guys in the street but there's so many different fingers of what you guys do helping families helping people get through drug addiction issues helping single moms um, who may be dealing with addiction issues it's it's really the star program i mean you're helping people get into housing and it's amazing well thank you and thanks for having us on angie you're so good to us and we love being on your show well, your success stories, I have to admit, are some of the best. We, you know, we're blessed to have, um, be able to help a lot of people, as you mentioned, a lot of different areas, um, and and really to make an impact. And really, it's about stability and changing changing lives in the name of Christ. <laughs> well, you know, I think part of the reason that I'm so touched by what you guys do is, you know that I have a brother, and we're going to introduce Darwin, who's a success story from your program. And I think guys like Darwin kind of give me hope, because I think that when your life has spiraled out of control and so many guys you've brought in who've gone through the new life program or NLP as you guys call it um, so many of them have really hit rock rock bottom and uh, I have to say that I mean my brother I hadn't heard from I haven't seen him for over 10 years and then I hadn't talked to him since Christmas about two years ago but he'd left me a message Mother's Day a year and a half ago like I remember all the dates right and so he called me um, this week, this last weekend. Wow. And so I want to play a little bit of it because he suffers from mental illness and he's had some drug addiction issues and you, you'll be able to tell by his voice, but, um, it just, uh, Darwin and his stories, the stories you bring me, give me hope for my brother. So here he is. I forgot to say happy new year to mom and tell mom I told her I love her. Hope you guys are still doing all right. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. So he had um, called me earlier and left one message and then forgot part of it. Then I called him back, and it was tough because he wanted my address to send me a Christmas card, and I had to give him my address about four or five times. And so I think what's happened is a lot of family shuts off people who've used in the past, but now I really think what his drug use was masking mental illness. And so through talking to him, I found out he's been in an apartment for two years, and he's in a facility with other people with mental illness. So he's got his own little apartment for like $150 a month because they're great programs like the Denver Rescue Mission where people are given a second chance. And so I asked a neighbor, because he doesn't have a phone, I said, how's my brother doing when I called back? And he said, you know, we all suffer from mental illness here, and we do the best we can, but I think he's doing pretty well. And uh, so I called around the family and said, look, he's not on meth anymore. That's very obvious to me, but he's on medication, so he's very sedated. And sometimes when people have been burned by relatives in the past, they have a really hard time forgiving. And I'm not saying open yourself up to being taken advantage of by an addict again. What I'm saying is open your mind to caring about someone. I'm not saying drop down all your boundaries. I'm saying like take the phone call, send them a Christmas present, send them a gift card, do things where you don't feel that you might get taken advantage of by them. But um, don't stop caring just because you've been hurt in the past. And so I'm a big fan of forgiveness. And because I called her on the family, some people didn't even respond to my request that he wants to reach out to them. And that hurt me. And my husband's like, look, you can't control other people's forgiveness or whether or not they'll you know, talk to him or not. And so um, your stories like Darwin's, who you're going to introduce to us now, 
they really give me hope. And I love what you guys do because you take lives that have really have hit rock bottom and people that may not have any hope left in their hearts and you give them the hope back and you give them Jesus. Absolutely. Well, and I my I got a little teary-eyed when you played that message cuz I I agree with you. You you get burned in the past and you have struggles with family members or friends and you kind of shut down and shut off. And I, I love your approach in saying you can love them. You can care for them. You can pray for them. You can, there's a lot of things you can do and things will progress. Right. Like, things don't you can do. Yeah, you know, We're not saying open up your front door, let them come in, give them your bank, your debit card. We're saying like find ways that you can still show you care um, without putting yourself at risk. And, you know, for me, that was sending him clothes and sending him some food and some things that I just wrote. And they go, no, you're, just know that you're loved, you know, because he says he's a self-made orphan because people burn bridges. So Darwin's been through your program. I know he's a military veteran and he's seen some success in the New Life program and he's been in like a year and a half, correct? That's right. And I believe he's about to graduate. He can tell us a little bit more, but um, the last time we talked, he was looking at maybe December or January. And when guys um, graduate, it's I mean, I'm getting teary-eyed again. It's just, it's amazing because it's an accomplishment. I've been at the graduation and it is an accomplishment because these are people who've reclaimed their lives. Absolutely. Like you said, coming from rock bottom or where that looks different for everyone. Right. Everyone's bottom is different, they right. say. Some Every- of them are really, really deep bottoms. Right. And so it looks different, but coming up from that wherever the level they get to is is beautiful so um yeah i'm excited that we'll hear a little more about darwin's story today all right welcome to the show darwin oh hello thank you thank you for uh having me on your show well i'm uh, congratulations on your success as well i want to hear you're graduating soon uh yes i'm up for graduation now i met my minimum date However, I have decided to stay a little longer just because of the things that uh, the Denver Rescue Mission is doing for me. They continue to keep me stable, and, uh, you know, they, they give me, you know, that outlook that I need and that support that I would need to, you know, transition out to do things on my own again. So I've, uh, I've made a decision uh, to stay, stay around just a little longer so I can, uh, you know, transition when I'm comfortable enough to transition. Hey, I think that's smart. I think that's smart because even though you're already seeing success, it's good to have that yes. really good foundation before you leave. Hey, let's go back yes. in your story a little bit and figure out how you ended up in uh, at, the re- at the Denver Rescue Mission at the New Life Program, Darwin. And let's go back in your um, story. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I'm not giving your last name because that's up to you if you want to give it. I always kind of leave people that have been through programs, you know, the option uh, yes. to uh, give that or not. Let's go back in your story and uh, t- talk about uh, what happened, and you, you served in the military. Let's go back into some of that. Okay, yes. Um, I'm uh, a combat action vet. Um, I, I've exper- I experienced uh, uh, combat because my ship that I was on, uh, we, um, we end up hit, got hit by our mine. And, um, you know, uh, experiencing that and coming back, you know, although I made it back to, the, you know, the States, um you know alive however the uh the impact of my life that from from that uh that mine hit has it affected my life uh tremendously because you know i uh went over there uh one way and i came back another way and uh 
to just, you know, pretty much to just uh, sum it all down, I lost who I was because I, I came back, you know, and the person that I was when I left, it was no longer because I experienced, you know, combat at first hand. So I pretty much faced death is pretty much what I did. And for me to return back and uh, expecting, you know, my family members, my my wife and my kids and my other family, you know, they, they expected the same person to return back. However, when you when I returned back injured, you know, it was uh, it was a shock to them, and they didn't know how to receive me. So, you know, it was hard, and it took me on a road to recover who I am because, you know, the person I was is no longer. So, I turn, you know, I end up, you know, looking for things that satisfy temporary satisfaction and relief. So I end up, you know. Uh, doing drugs, I end up, my, my bottom was homeless. Uh, I, I had abandoned my family, my children, my, my wife, and I end up homeless out on the street, just, uh, you know, trying to find out because I felt rejected because I, you know, I went, I fought for my country and I was, I was damaged, you know, and once I end up on the street and, uh, I did, you know, several rehabs and everything. Um, I know the VA was is very good, and they continue to be good to get me back to where I need it. But it was something was missing because, you know, I tried all the rehabs, they, and, and I went to the VA. They had, like, mental help for me and, you know, addiction help. But it was one piece that was missing. And, um, you know, I um, I continued to you know, search and, and, and find. And I, um, I was in San Diego and, um, you know, I was at my rock bottom and I, um, had a friend that was in Denver and, um, they invited me to come here. And when I came here, it was the same thing. And I was downtown Denver, Colorado. And I said, you know, um, this is not what I came here for. I could have stayed in San Diego if this is what I wanted to do. And um, I was walking downtown Denver, and I saw a sign that says, uh, Jesus saves. And That's my favorite sign, by the way. <laughs> yes, Jesus saves. And, you know, me being, um, um, you know, uh, raised in a Christian home, I've always had a, 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 a conscience of, of who Jesus was. And um, I saw that, and at that moment I said, you know, this is my time to test that theory, you know. So I went in and I um, I spoke with one of the chaplains there, Jay Earl, and um, he explained to me what the program was all about. And um, I spoke to him and, and I enrolled in the program. And once I, I got there, it was just a, a sense of, of relief that came off of me because of the fact of the warm welcome that I received. And the introduction of uh, Christ, because I know at that moment I felt that, okay, Jesus saved, what is Jesus saving me from? And at that moment I saw that I was saved from myself. I was saved to a new life. And and that's when he said a new life program. I was like, wow, this is exactly where I needed to be. And I uh, start, I stayed there and, you know, we start having classes and start, you know, the Bible studies. And then it was everything that 
I was missing in those other programs, they was providing for me. And, I mean, it's a holistic approach. That, I mean, they have everything that I was missing. <laughs> and When you said started, there was a missing piece, was that the Jesus piece, that the faith was part the was missing? Piece. Yes, that's, it, was the, it was the faith part because of the fact that, you know, they accepted me as I was. All the other programs I would have to get clean to go in. Uh, I would have to be, I would have to meet some type of criteria in order to get in the program. But they accepted me as I was, and I was able to, to come in. And that was the piece that I said, that's the Jesus piece, because he took me right as I was. And and that moment on, my life has n never been the same. It's changing on a daily basis. It continues to change. And, um, you know, I I um, encourage, you know, anybody like being homeless is, is not only about being homeless. As I heard the recording of your brother, I've been right there where your brother is. You know, I, I've, I've been there. And to not have a family to reach out to, it's tough. That, that's really, really, yeah, it's really tough. And uh, now that, you know, I'm able to get that connection with the, you know, the, get the connection with the Jesus peace and letting them know that, you know, let me know that, you know, it's not over. You know, he turned hopelessness to hope you know he is the hope he's the hope he's the of tomorrow and that's that's what i'm learning at the uh, rescue mission about you know their their mission is you know to give us a brighter future and changing lives and and that's what is really doing and like i said on a continuous basis they it, it's something always new it's nothing the same on a daily basis well and i, I know you guys work in the new life program i've I, i've met plenty of the men uh, so you work hard, um, not just at a job, because they make you work as well within um, the rescue mission, but also um, classes and Bible study and mentoring. Now, what have you? What has been reclaimed in your life? Um, like, what are you looking at work-wise to do? What's going on with your family? Like, what's been healed within you and your relationships? Okay, after I've been, I've been healed. Once I got there, the work therapy. Um, they, we do work therapy there, and me being um, uh, in uh, the military, I was administration. I did all the administration. So once I got over to the work therapy place, I uh, was working as they call it an intern position with uh, Miss April. Well, Miss April, she's like over the NLPs, and I worked her. I was her administrative assistant there, and that working in that position had. It gave me that feeling of of belonging again. I was An able accomplishment. to accomplishment. Yes, to get back to that place, get back to to where I I was, and 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 the things that I like doing, and that's to interacting with people and and being able to help and give back. So and uh, she supported me as well as my chaplain. You know, because we get assigned a chaplain and plus a mentor, and he's he's been tremendously. He's he's been a blessing in disguise because he's you know he's been he's walked that he's walked right there with me even the times that you know I was down he was able to to help me out and encourage me to keep it moving and 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 pre press forward. Um, and you mentioned I, Darwin about family like having you know not having anyone to reach out to when you're homeless. How has that gone with your um, wife and kids? Has there, have you, has there been contact? Oh yeah. I mean it's it's a daily daily contact. I mean I'm I'm um constantly I'm always on the phone again. Um 
I, you know, I interact with my with my wife. My well, actually, it's my ex-wife, but I can tell you, she's still a part of my life. So, I uh, continue to speak to her. My kids contact me. My mom, my uh, brothers, everybody is, you know, they're they're supportive now. Now that they wow. see that it's 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 you know, it's not about being homeless. It's it's whatever it is that a person faced. I I faced, you know, my life because I was in war. Right. But I mean, on a daily basis, it's just being out here on the streets. It's you you never know what a person has encountered because it's it's war out here on the streets and I'll bet. and. Uh, yeah. How, how long and, were you homeless, Darwin? Well, I mean, I could say um, up to about a year and a half. It's hard, because, I mean, hard life, isn't it? It's a hard life, yeah, especially when you're coming from a place, military, you know, they provide your your housing and everything for you, and then you have your own house and kids. And for me to just check out, you know, to just leave that, and, and I never, you know, the places I was uh, and San, you know, I was in California, San Diego. Then it didn't give me a, a, the places I would go when it was only a, a short term stay. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's no, I can say, I, I, you know, I probably can say, you know, there's no other program that's going to allow you to take up to two years off of your life. To I'd, get yourself back together. I think that's such a good point about the Denver Rescue Mission's New Life Program because so many programs give you 30 days. Well, these are lifelong issues that people have had yes. their entire lives. So they, you have to relearn how to live and retrain your brain. And I think you give us a real eye-opener, Darwin, to um, really having compassion for people. But sometimes you can't see their injuries. You said that you went into combat and that after the mine hit that you fought for your country and you were damaged. And maybe people yeah. couldn't see that damage. And then we just make judgments when we see a homeless person and we're like oh wait that's the homeless person who put his life on the line for me yes and that yeah i can i agree because um you know and you touched you said something that another class that i really really um it helped me there is the life skills class they offer a life skill skills class at the mission and the course is, is so good. I mean, it's, it even, you know, gives you college credits. Wow. And, yeah, so that, that life skill piece is something that I know I was missing. I mean, it, it teaches you how to manage your money, and, and it talks about addictions and, and just any life skills that, that I was struggling with, I was able to, you know, to, to, you know, get some reinforcement and some knowledge about what I was doing and how to, it helped me to, you know, to move on and understand that, you know, I'm not by myself, you know? Yeah, you're not by yourself, especially when you have Jesus in your heart now, as we put it, the That's Jesus it. piece of the program. Well, I have to yeah. say, I think that uh, you're a true blessing to us here on the show because Thank you're you. a prime example of why I started the good news, to give hope to people. And you said the Denver Rescue Mission's New Life program, um, you were hopeless, and it turned that hopelessness into hope. So congratulations on yes. your success, Darwin. You. I hope I get to meet you at graduation, and thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. All right. Well, that's a great, Alexa, he's just a prime example of what you guys do. If people want to volunteer at the mission, you need uh, mentors for the Men in the New Life program. You need mentors for the kids who are staying uh, in the family shelter part of uh, uh, the program. You need all kinds of things. So if people want to get involved or maybe they know someone who'd like to be in the New Life program, how do they reach you? DenverRescueMission.org. Thanks you're so much. The, you're the best. I just love you. We love you. We'll be right back.
Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every month or two and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Arc. Rejuvenation on the Rocks is a cutting-edge medical facility in Greenwood Village that will have you looking and feeling your best. Roxy O'Brien transforms lives using a non-surgical revolutionary treatment called Cool Sculpting that targets, freezes, and eliminates fat cells in the areas of your body that are resistant to diet and exercise. With this non-invasive and effective procedure, you will start to see a difference fast. And the best part is that as a Good News listener, you will receive a buy three, get one free special on your Cool Sculpting package. Call Roxy at Rejuvenation on the Rocks at 720-328-9094 or go to Rejuvenation on the Rocks that's Rejuvenation on the ROX.com to start your cool sculpting package and be sure to tell Roxy that you are a good news listener to receive your special pricing deal. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com. AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Welcome back to the good news. Angie Austin, Eric Raymer. So Eric, want to give the lowdown on what we're doing here? You know, we're, we're talking to a couple of the ambassadors from ARC Thrift Stores. And I'll tell you folks, if you don't know about ARC Thrift Stores, you've got to learn here today. We've got Adam. Adam, how you doing, buddy? Wonderful, sir. And you? Thank you. I'm doing great. And Almost. Donna is here as well. Donna, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? you no, know, I'm having a great day. And I'm thankful that you are here as well. One of the things that I love about ARC is that almost every day, there is something on like super sale, right? Most everything is 50% off. And we're talking about gently used things that are uh, uh, in, in the, the common variety. Donna, you told us once that you, uh, you got to hang the clothes. You, you get to, that's a big job. There are so many racks of clothes. Right. Do you, do you love it? I love it yeah. very much. Do you prefer to hang in the men's department or in the women's department? I like it all. All of it. All right. Okay. She has the best attitude. She does. And you were talking about deals. On yeah. Saturdays, most items are 50% off. Yes. And Tuesdays, seniors, and it's 55 and over, oh. 50% off. And they always ask me if I'm a senior. You'll qualify in a couple of years. Oh. Maybe, so Maybe, maybe a few more than a couple of years. 
<laughs> but with that said, you know, they, uh, they, th- so those are two very popular days. Yeah. My kids like to go on Saturday because they'll use allowance money and then, right. you know, most items half off. So you talked a little bit, Donna, last time about what you like about ARC because of the friendships. Now, how are you treated? I know it's kind of like a family. What do you like about how you're treated at ARC? I love being treated with respect and they're very friendly. Yeah, I would say so. How about you, Adam? Talk about, you know, just how you've been treated there. You've been there quite a while. I have been there. I've, um, I first started out in the stores, and then on the application, it says, where do you want to end up? I think I've told the story before, but um, it's worth telling again. Karen and Gordon, who are the Lost Prevention folks, came in and said, we've got a spot open in Lost Prevention. Do you want it? Yes. And then I reported there on Monday. It was fun. That is awesome. And so you're doing loss prevention yes. with them, and that's kind of what you wanted to do, right? Yep. Because you love law enforcement, Correct. and you've always Correct. been active in visiting police departments. You Correct. mentioned last time you guys bring cookies to yep. a police department. Is it yep, once I a did. month? Yes. yes I just, that's where we just came from today. We dropped some off at Thornton. And they were pretty happy to see they you? Really, they were really happy. Now, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, folks, if, uh, if, if you don't, if you've never uh, donated to ARC, go ahead, just get all that stuff. You know you need to get rid of all that stuff in your, in your closets, uh, the, the, the furniture, the old appliance, uh, or the, you know, the stereo that you don't listen to anymore. Get all that stuff together and then call the truck, 303-238-JANE or 303-238-5263. Call oh. them. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's, that's right. And they'll I'm schedule sorry. it. I'm, I'm curious, sir, how much stuff do you have in your closets? Uh, my, my closet is overstuffed. A lot of people are donating and um, getting rid of stuff now. Yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah, makes total. Well, bring the joy to someone else. That's and then, right. of course, the ambassadors. Um, I've talked to Lloyd Lewis, the president of ARC, a lot about the number oh, of ambassadors. He is amazing. He is amazing. He is amazing. And they only had a few ambassadors when he started over a decade ago, and now aren't there over 300? Yep, close to 350. Wow. I believe that. They're one of the biggest employees of differently able people what in Colorado. A great, what a great program. What a great uh, way to you, – you can get a tax deduction by – Donating. Yes, you, you know? get a tax deduction. Right. In fact, when I call the truck and I leave my stuff out, they always leave the donation slip like, on my front door and right. they tape there when I get home. Oh, kind of so like I get Federal the donation. Express and UPS and all those delivery services. Yeah, but, but and they come and get the way stuff. Way more responsive, I think. And when you call that number, they'll schedule with you. They'll pick a day that works for you. They call you the day before the truck comes and they remind you that they're coming. And then you just leave everything out for them. You don't have to be home for them to pick up your things. And then that way you don't have to take the pickup truck loaded with all the stuff over to ARC. They'll come to you. And great deals. Again, I mentioned most items half off on Saturdays and for seniors 55 over on Tuesdays. And the money goes back into the community. ARC supports a lot of nonprofits, even in our own community. But uh, they also help the differently abled community in general. My friend Lori got a wheelchair because she'd outgrown hers. And that's a big deal. When you're too small for a wheelchair, it's painful to sit in That's it. exactly right. Everyone leaves with a smile in their heart. Go to www.arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Or give them a call, 303-238-5263. 303-238-5263. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.